some of you know just from listening to previous episodes and maybe from talking to me that I'm a little skeptical about manifesting. And I think it's the way it's done usually that bothers me. The fact that people say, oh, well, I just manifested, you know, $10,000 or I manifested, you know, the love of my life or I manifested my six pack. And I know and you know that that is BS and that doesn't work. However, I'm very interested in the science behind manifesting and how to do it right. And so today I have Brittany Welsh with us as our guest, and she's actually going to tell you how to do it right and how to start and how to actually make manifesting work for you in a real life science-based situation. So Brittany is a mother of two and she's a marketing executive, but she's also a manifestation expert. She demystifies the process of manifesting, yay, to help people tap into their unlimited creating potential and manifest their ultimate reality. So today we're going to learn how to do that in the right way, the science-backed way. Take it away, Brittany. We're walking and talking. We're walking and talking. We're walking and talking. We're walking and talking with Helen Ryan. Hey, Brittany, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Helen. I'm really excited to talk about the subject today because I covered manifestation a couple episodes ago. I did it myself and I didn't know a lot about it. I just knew I did not like the way that most people do it. I'm like, I'm going to visualize. And next day I had, you know, $10,000 in the bank. And I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah, that I've tried for Billy Idol. I mentioned that in the episode. I've tried to manifest Billy Idol since I was 18 and he has no money. (laughs) So you're going to talk about the scientific way and how to do it the right way. Right. So manifesting is simply creating a reality. Every single present moment, we create a moment in time and those compound to create a future predictable reality or our reality around us. You're either consciously manifesting or unconsciously manifesting. There's never a moment where you're not manifesting. So effectively, you manifested not having billionaire. <laughs> but either way, you created this reality. When we think about manifesting, I, I think the the quickest idea they get into their mind is law of attraction, which it's tied in. There's so many things tied in. The universe is so intricate. However, it, you can't, to your point, just expect things to come to you. There's so many different elements in play on how you could attract something to you and create a reality with you know, the, the relationship of your dreams, the business of your dreams, the, the health of your dreams, so on and so forth. And to your point, there are also limitations within what we create, which... It, the big point is we're co-creating with the people around us and the things around us. We co-create with the tree. So I can't just manifest reality where the tree effectively disappears, but I could cut it down. (laughs) And that's one way for me to manifest reality with a tree no longer there. Well, that makes sense because you would manifest that you would go out and you would get the equipment and cut the tree down. Right. right. You be somebody who has a thought of, I want to cut down this tree. You would have the feeling of, yeah, that's good. Let's do that. And then you would take the action of getting the supplies and cutting down the tree. So I like, I like that whole concept because I, I just, like I said, I, I can't stand the ones where they said, just, just manifest. First of all, they don't <laughs> tell you how to do it. I could manifest that I'm six feet tall tomorrow, but I'm really five feet. It's never going to happen. So 
I want a reality check here. That's what I want from you. Please help us find the reality check. <laughs> so I can give you a really good example of how I didn't understand my limitations or manifestation in any way. I was, I had just gotten separated from my ex-husband now and I started dating and I met this man very immediately and he had the, he was the look of everything that I was, you know, that I wanted in, in somebody. It's just, he's very attractive. <laughs> and we went on three dates and he then ghosted me for the holidays. So I started seeing somebody else who was very spiritual. I fell into this like, oh, there must be something else out there. Had no idea what was going on. I believed that the universe around me was just dropping signs for me and I was being led by the universe, this other entity outside of self. So one day I took myself to uh, have brunch at a restaurant and I walked out and there was a literal sign to see a psychic. And I was like, this must be my sign from the universe. I've never been to a psychic, but I feel like I should go to the psychic. So I walk and I go into this very small space and there's this man sitting on this couch smoking a cigarette indoors. <laughs> Which I just thought was funny because nobody does that anymore. And he was just, he's like, what do you want? And I was like, oh, I, I don't really know. What do you have? So he told me a palm reading or he could do a card reading. The card reading was like $50. So I thought, oh, let's go big. <laughs> you know. And he goes, you've been seeing someone on and off. And I was like, oh, I don't really think so. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he's your soulmate. He's the one. And I was like, oh, okay. Of course, in my mind, I'm like, yes, he is the one. Because <laughs> the guy had just messaged me uh, like the couple days before. So I was like, well, we're not technically on and off, but we were on and now we're off. So this is me convincing myself that now this man is my soulmate. And I gave him at least $500. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just to feed me the story that this man was my soulmate. And what this was doing was affirming that he was my soulmate. So what all I saw, because we have cognitive bias, was how this man is my soulmate. When I tell him I feel emotionally connected or um, energetically connected is what I told him. I was like, there's something here. And the psychic says it. And I was like, I feel energetically connected to you. He's like, oh, what should we do about it? And my blinders for this bias was like, oh, he feels it too. That's why he's saying that. Not real. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would do that too. That, I'm, all, I'm all about the same thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's meant to be. I didn't see how I was a booty call and he was breadcrumbing me for a year and a half. Oh, and no. every time I would date somebody new and it would get to that like three month marker of, is this a relationship? I would be like, no, I'm telling the universe that I, I don't want to be with my soulmate. So I can't get into another relationship. So for, you know, a year and a half, I just, I didn't really date anybody. And I was just so fixated on this man. And I believed that was part of manifesting. Like the universe is going to work it out. I didn't realize that I had to be the type of person who created, manifested the relationship that I desire and a partner that was actually wanting to be with me. <laughs> Instead of letting the world around me and a psychic and, you know, <laughs> tell me what I should be doing. I was letting the outside world create my reality. And I really noticed this when, and what my aha moment was, I had already sort of started to begin understanding the process of cognition and how we have thoughts, feelings, and actions in the present moment. I had understood, okay, so I'm creating this moment in time. 
I began to bring myself back to the present moment as often as possible. And I still didn't quite understand this manifesting piece until I was going for a run one day. And I said, universe around me, world around me, because I didn't know what to call it now. I said, show me a frog. Because it had been said before, like, oh, just manifest a frog. And I said, whatever, I'll just manifest a frog. I had run this route plenty of times. Milliseconds later, out of the corner of my eye, I see a frog lawn ornament. Oh. And like two houses down, I see another frog lawn ornament. I never noticed them. Had I noticed, had I known that they were there before, I would have called out something that was much more difficult. <laughs> Not something I knew I was going to see. And that's when it hit me. In spirituality, we say lifting the veil. Mm-hmm. I lifted the veil to see what already was in abundance around me. And it was these frogs. And so I, I started putting these puzzle pieces together of, oh, manifesting is a lot about how our brain functions and how we function as human beings and what's best for our evolution. I started putting all these pieces together and realizing that I had to be the person to create the reality in the present moment. And part of that is deciding what I wanted to create for myself. Do I want to be somebody who sees frogs or do I want to be somebody <laughs> who believes someone's their soulmate when they're just a booty call? So that made me feel empowered to begin being the creator in my life. And then I started down even getting deeper into this journey. And it's just been such a blessing. And that's really cool because you're actually giving yourself that power back Mm -hmm. and you're not just relying on external forces to tell you what to do. Right. So there's, then there's so many other things that go into it too. We have a lot of information in regard to the science of why human beings do the things that we do. I'm sure you've heard about high vibrational feelings being high vibe. And usually that's being at peace, joyful, content, loving. And these low vibrational feelings are depressed, frustrated, angry. You'll notice that you feel low vibrational feelings when you attach to something and it doesn't give you the result that you desire. So if you attach yourself to a potential business or a job that you know, has a bunch of money with it and you don't get it, you told your body that that was important for its survival. And so you feel these low vibrational feelings or you feel sad or confused, scared, fearful, because that's our body's response to go recoup so we can survive. And it's like, okay, good. Can't be here because we might die. So go back and go get what you need materialism gets wrapped up in this and we start attaching ourselves to different products and things. You can avoid all that by not attaching. And I know that sounds, I'm oversimplifying it, but the more you, you take everything from within and you find all of your survival and fulfillment from within, you'll notice you're no longer responding to the people around you. You just get to let them be. So you don't have an expectation on what their response is going to be to what you say. They just respond and you're not attached to whether they respond in a positive or a negative way or, you know, we decide what's positive or negative, but whatever it may be, you get to stay in this high vibrational, you know, peace, content. You just get to let people do their thing. You don't attach the opportunity because you're at peace knowing there's plenty of opportunity around me. And I've trained my brain to show me a bias for those opportunities around me. So again, you are the powerful creator. Of course, opens up the world to whatever you want to create. 
Because you know when you're stuck in negative patterns, like I know people who are always negative and always anticipating something bad's going to happen. But how can something good happen if you're only looking for the bad? Right. But we're energetically optimized as humans. So we will continue to create, we'll continue to have the same thoughts, feelings, and actions in the present moment. We're very habitual as long as we're not dying (laughs) because it's very safe. We get to survive. Again, we're just species on this planet, you know, just trying to survive and evolve a little bit further each time as we go. So there's no real cost benefit to put a bunch of energy if we're not even certain what's going to happen. We know we're safe here and we're surviving here. That's why people stay in the nine to five, even though they're not really satisfied with it. It's safe. They, they know they can expect a, a you know, paycheck to come in and they'll pay their bills and then they'll keep going. To change what you're manifesting for yourself, that requires a lot of your energy and we don't like to put out a lot of our energy. <laughs> so you'll feel uncomfortable because your body will be like, oh, wait, we haven't done this before. Is this safe? You know, are we going to be okay if we try this new thing? If I put myself out there, will it be received well? Because if not, like, I'll just, I'll stay here. I'm safe. So it, it does take effort to begin to manifest a different reality. I always recommend starting with affirmations. If you can convince yourself, and this is why mindset, mindfulness is really effective and and changing your mindset. If you can convince yourself that something is possible, so when you say it, it feels good to you, that's when you know you believe it, you'll feel inspired to take action towards it. And that's enough momentum to get you creating something different for yourself. So for somebody who's saying, okay, I'm stuck. I, I know I'm creating these patterns for myself. How do I get out of them? Just start with affirmations and it may feel silly. And when you say it, it won't feel good at first. That's because it's new and different for you. The more you say it, the more it will become a belief. And then the more, then once it's a belief, you'll just naturally start taking action. And it needs to be affirmations that are reasonable, right? So it's like, you know, I can't, you know, my affirmations can't be, oh, I'm so tall. I'm so tall. I'm so tall. You know, I'm just using that. That's just like craziness, but I'm using that as an example. So it has to be something that you can actually believe. If it's something you cannot believe about yourself, then it would be difficult. I mean, there's, there's no way they're going to be able to believe this. That's a great point. Affirmations have been proven to persuade your beliefs. You will get there much more quickly if you choose affirmations that are close, a little bit elevated than what you're already creating for yourself, because then you'll get to that new belief much more quickly. And when you get to that new belief, now you're developing the belief that you have the power to change your belief. You use that practice as an affirmation and you keep building on it. To your point, so another law of the universe is the law of gestation. There's a time, so when we have babies, it's nine months. You know, there's there's a time frame for everything. We don't know exactly what it would take to get from what an idea to the next. If you're saying, I'm tall, I'm tall, I'm tall, like it's going to take a lot more, right? Like you could practice yoga and lengthen yourself, things like that. That being said, we have evolved from fish. So as a, a living species on this planet, and we are proving that we are getting taller as the years progress. However, to your point, it'd be unrealistic to expect that instantaneously. The possibilities are, are endless. There's so many different possibilities within some of these laws of the universe of 
Some things take longer time than the another. There's an indigenous community that, that gets a lot of their nutrient from the, the water. So they spend a lot of time underwater. And after generations, they've developed to have a larger spleen so that they can stay underwater for longer periods of time. Does that look like mermaids in the future? I know I won't see it. <laughs> That's cool, though. I like. I mean, yeah. I like that. But we do evolve. We physically evolve, so we should emotionally, mentally evolve. Because I think the big problem that I have with a lot of these, especially coaches, are just saying, you know, visualize your ten thousand dollar launch, for example. But if you are barely making it paycheck to paycheck and you've never had money, you can't possibly manifest something that's so foreign to you. Like you're saying, start small. And I think that's same thing with fitness. You can't just manifest six pack abs, but you should manifest, you know, to be able to be fitter, get your core stronger, you know, manifest the little steps. Right. And this is that gestation period. It's going to to take someone who is obese longer to get to the abs. Not impossible. You know, everything that's yeah. going on there, the world's an abundant place. However, for someone who's already on the thinner scale, it's going to take less time. Still a gestation period, not overnight, but it, the circumstances are relevant in my belief and my practice. I know some people will say circumstances don't matter. It does apply to gestation periods. You can shorten your gestation period by surrendering to the fact that you can change your beliefs because that's where a lot of people will get hung up too of, oh, this isn't even working. For me, my uh, manifestations accelerated when I knew the science behind how I could persuade myself through affirmations, have new beliefs. And from there, I have a bias to see the things I want to see. So if I can train my brain, because it's an incredible tool and resource, everything is. If I can train my brain, I'll get there much faster. It was much easier for me to listen to my affirmations more often because I had the belief and the science was really helpful in me developing this belief to do it more quickly. I didn't give up very easily. I just, I kept going and I was persistent, which is another you know thing that it, in manifesting is when you're in the present moment, consciously manifesting. So you have an awareness of what you're thinking, feeling, doing in that present moment. Then I do more moments of them. The more often I do them, the more it becomes, you know, a part of my existence. Sounds like what you're talking about is like the missing piece, the missing piece that people haven't been told. I like to think so. For me, it was an aha moment. Other people, they can blindly trust. The universe is just working out for my favor. I had to say, okay, I had to break it down to the universe is evolving and rippling out. Then we break it down to the earth is always evolving and then everything on it is like just trying to grow and evolve and survive and and do all these things. I am just trying to evolve. My purpose is to learn more, evolve, and my opinion, procreate, you know, and to keep the species going on. So it really helps me shift to it's a part of my design to evolve. I have features like feeling discomfort for the unknown to help me survive. That doesn't mean that I don't do things that make me uncomfortable. It just means like, hey, am I going to die if I do this? The answer is no. Okay, let's see what happens here. And then I keep moving forward. But having that science piece to it was again like, oh, okay. (laughs) Now I know what to do. Yeah, And for some of us who need the science, I think that's really important because it really helps me what you said. 
you know, start with the affirmations and the reasonable affirmations and start smaller. For me, manifestation is bullshit because <laughs> of the way it presented before. Right. If I stopped working my client work and I just had blind faith that suddenly there will be money in my bank account, that's not going to happen. And that's the feeling I get from a lot of these manifestation people is just too blind faith without taking the steps. Right. And I think a lot of people too, they don't understand how the affirmations come into play. For example, if I say the affirmation of I'm a top earner, I earn $10,000 months. If I feel uncomfortable, it's not my belief. If it's not my belief, I'm not taking action towards it because I don't know what actions to take. I don't feel good about the actions. So I'm not go, I'm not creating it. I'm not the version of myself that creates it. To your point, if, wherever you are, you know, just start with baby steps. And then when you believe that you earn $8,000 per month, let's say, and it feels good when you say it, you take the action towards it. You raise your prices to a specific amount. You know exactly how many clients you need. You know where they are. You know how to help them because that's what's required for you to get the money. You believe you're getting the money. So now here we go. We're getting the money. For me, after I had my aha moment about manifesting the frogs, I started publishing on TikTok because I felt real good about myself. I was like, oh God, this is this is, feels so good. I, I feel like I, I've cracked the code. And I started posting on TikTok. And like two weeks in, I had a couple thousand followers. And I realized, oh, I'm, I, I want to make money from this. I want to be a manifestation coach, but I'm not asking for money. Yeah. <laughs> I have to be the version of myself who sells a course so I can get money or it's just, they're not just going to start throwing money at me, you know? <laughs> so I was like, all right, I guess we'll launch a course. And I was, my beliefs were so like low where I launched it for 25 bucks and I got like 20 people Maybe a third of the people really participated. It was a, a one-week Facebook group course on how to manifest your soulmate. And I realized, oh, I have to raise my prices. One, I you know don't have enough clients. <laughs> Two, and this is a lot of work. Two, they don't, they're not invested in it because it's not the price isn't high enough. There's a right. reason why the price has to be higher, so that they can actually get the value. I have a lot of value here. And I, I was affirming that through the comments I was getting on my feed, the people that were in this course, this was high value information, but people weren't showing up because they weren't paying enough. All right. Now I believe this course has to be more money, bumped it up to 150. And to, again, to your point, that's like gradual that like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm here now next step. And then you just keep going. See that. And that's really great. Cause it's true. If people do not pay it, all the free stuff, half the people don't show up. Most of them don't right. show up or they don't do the work. But that's like, everything has to have a value. Like in a relationship, if you're proving to your partner that you have no value, they're not going to stick around. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think that's fantastic because one of my affirmations is I'm above average. I'm of high value. I'm an absolute catch. I'm wife material. <laughs> and I've gotten to the point where I actually believe that. So and that's reflective of when I'm on dating apps. And I'm swiping. I'm like, I'm nope. That doesn't meet my standard. How high standards? You know, if we're folding the the science piece into it, when we see somebody who we're attracted to, so in the past I'd be like, oh, maybe this is it. Maybe this is my soulmate. And I had a psychic tell me who my soulmate was, and I realized I had no standard of what I wanted to create in my existence. So I would go out on dates with people I wasn't necessarily attracted to. 
because I thought, oh, well, maybe they're really nice and maybe they're the one. I just don't know it yet. But there is a part of us biologically that is attracted to somebody. We're not going to be attracted to the same person. And we shouldn't feel guilt for who we're attracted to. That's our, our biological body signaling that this is a good mate for us. There's a reason why I have preferences in somebody and I don't have to feel bad about that. My ultimate relationship is going to, we're going to be connected mind, body, soul. So this is a piece of it. And I, I realized I have to raise my standard and to meet this quality of person that I feel attracted to. I also had to elevate who I was. So this is the like rising to the timeline where I'm the version of myself who takes care of myself, who is responsible for my own actions, you know, holding all these things into the mix because I wanted to meet a partner who was doing the same, prioritize their health. I'm never going to match with somebody who prioritizes their health if I'm not somebody who prioritizes my health. But that could be mismatched too, just because some people are biologically attracted to people who have different shapes and sizes. Um, but essentially, you get the point. I had to raise yeah. my standard and trust that what I wanted was valid, that I didn't have to feel guilty that I wanted somebody who was in shape and, you know, whatever it may look like or had full head of hair, or, you know, over six feet tall, were designed to want to meet with somebody who would be a good match. And I was able to release the guilt that came from it. And that's even true with friendships, though, if you think about it the same way, because not every single person you meet is going to be your friend. Not everybody's going to be like that. So who do we connect with? Who are we on the same level with? Who makes us laugh? Who do we feel comfortable with? It's really the same with dating as it is. We're just selective as to who feels good around us. Right. And I also have the affirmation of not everybody's a match. That way I don't attach to the next person that comes in. It's like, oh, I guess they just weren't a match or, you know, everything has a season and that's a law of the universe. You know, everything's in cycles. So not attaching to what this moment looks like and expecting it to look the same 10 years from now because we, you know, change so much. That'll keep me in that high vibrational state. So when we talk about law of attraction too, part of it is being in this high vibrational state of love, peace, being content. So we have the brain and then there's the electrical field around it. That's the consciousness, right? When you're able to have those quote, high vibrational feelings, they're not good or bad, but these particular set of feelings, then what's said, I don't believe this is objectively scientifically proven, but it's where the law of attraction comes from is at that point, that energy then begins to bring in other sort of energies. I always translate that into being bonus coincidences. That gets to be my extra secret sauce of all the really great things I can do. My biggest creating potential is what I'm doing right now in this present moment. What's my thought? What's my feeling? What action am I taking? And then those compounds. But if I'm not tapping into that, then I'm just wasting it. And nothing else can get accomplished with what this can. And we're the the most advanced (laughs) thing on this planet. So it's really a waste if you're not using your creating potential. Like you said, we are the most advanced and yet we don't do things differently. We don't try new things. We don't try. So many of us don't try to evolve because like you said, we're stuck, you know, so we're used to it. Right. And I think we're getting there and with the whole mindfulness movement. We're understanding that we don't need to attach to our thoughts, that we can have new thoughts by using affirmations to persuade ourselves of different beliefs. Thoughts are simply mental affirmations of past experiences, behavioral patterns, and your beliefs. So we know that we can change them. 
I think our next evolution is also going to be about feelings, how we don't have to identify with the feeling that we can say, oh, it's because I was attached to something and that's just my biological response. But it's, it was detrimental to our survival that we figure that out because if we hadn't gone down this mindfulness path, we would have a bunch, I mean, we have a bunch of anxious people running around, right? Yeah. <laughs> Who are doing things that, that are literally killing them because they're just so unhappy and there's no more danger for them to run from. The, the new danger is our own thoughts. So we had to come up with, okay, well, we, our thoughts must not be so directly connected to us because they're hurting us. So we got to figure this out. So I think we will evolve and this just is part of that evolution process. So tell me a little bit about like your courses. That's interesting. So I actually no longer do courses, but right now I'm just working on book and doing speaking engagements to get the message out there. Yeah, because your message is so passionate and you're so such a great speaker. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to put, where it's me, mm-hmm. I'm going to put your information in the show notes so people know how to reach you. Do you have a website? I do. It's manifestingwithbrit.com. There's a contact form. If you have any questions about manifesting, we're launching new content marketing next week. I'm on Instagram at manifestingwithbrit, on TikTok at manifestingwithbrit. And my podcast will relaunch for the fourth season, Manifesting with Brit. We're walking and talking. We're walking and talking with Helen Ryan. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we're going to put, um, where it's me, Mm -hmm. I'm going to put your information in the show notes um, so people know how to reach you. And do you have any, do you have a website? I do. It's manifestingwithbrit.com. There's a contact form. If you have any questions about manifesting, we're launching new content marketing next week. I'm on Instagram at manifestingwithbrit, on TikTok at manifestingwithbrit. And my podcast will relaunch for the fourth season, Manifesting with Brit. We're walking and talking. We're walking and talking with Helen Ryan.